This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Elon Musk podcast. This is a show where we discuss the critical crossroads that shape SpaceX, Tesla, X, The Boring Company, and Neuralink. And I'm your host, Will Walden. If you want uninterrupted episodes of the Elon Musk podcast, please go to clubelon.supercast.com to find out how. There's a link in the show notes. A Delaware judge recently overturned Elon Musk's Tesla compensation package, valued at $55.8 billion, deeming it excessive and unjust for shareholders. This landmark decision has stirred considerable debate in the corporate and legal realms, highlighting the complexities of executive compensation and also corporate governance. Chancellor Kathleen St. J. McCormick of the Delaware Court of Chancery critiqued Tesla's board for failing to demonstrate the fairness of Musk's pay plan to the company's shareholders. This ruling underscores the legal responsibilities boards face in justifying executive compensation packages, especially those of unprecedented magnitude. The case originated from a lawsuit by a Tesla shareholder who argued that Musk's close connections with the board members influenced the compensation negotiations unduly. The situation brings to light the intricate dynamics between a company's leadership and its governance body, raising questions about independence and objectivity. Now, Musk's defense highlighted this crucial role at Tesla, arguing that his leadership was vital for the company's future success. And this defense portrays the often complex balance companies must strike between rewarding pivotal leaders and ensuring fair treatment of shareholders. Now, the ruling has placed Tesla's board in a precarious position, as described by the analyst Daniel Ives. They're now tasked with formulating a new compensation agreement that satisfies both Musk and the shareholders misconsiderations of an appeal or a change in the company's incorporation. Now, Musk's reaction to the ruling was to suggest relocating Tesla's incorporation to a more business-friendly state, such as Texas or maybe Nevada. Now, this response indicates a potential shift in corporate strategy to mitigate legal and regulatory challenges. Now, legal experts like Anat Alan Beck uh, attribute the ruling's outrage or outcome, I'm sorry, to Musk's disregard for foundational corporate governance principles. This perspective emphasizes the importance of adhering to established legal frameworks and corporate decision-making processes. And despite the nullification of the compensation package, Musk retains a significant ownership stake in Tesla with approximately 411 million shares. Now, this substantial holding underscores Musk's ongoing influence and investment in the company. And the decision has reignited discussions on executive compensation. 
especially when juxtaposed with the more modest earnings of rank-and-file employees. Now, critics argue that Musk's package exemplifies the widening gap between executive and worker pay scales, and the legal challenge was spearheaded by a shareholder who owned a minimal number of Tesla shares. Yet, it led to a significant judicial review. This case illustrates the power that individual investors can wield in holding corporations accountable, as we all should. Now, Musk's compensation structure was based on achieving specific performance milestones, aligning his financial incentives with the company's success. Now, this approach to executive pay, while common, is now under scrutiny in light of the recent court findings. And the legal battle extends beyond financial implications for Musk, potentially impacting his broader entrepreneurial ambitions, particularly in the realms of AI, robotics, and also with SpaceX. And this intertwining of Musk's personal ventures and Tesla's trajectory shows that there's an interplay between individual and corporate objectives. And Musk's assertion that he requires a larger ownership stake to effectively lead Tesla's innovation efforts shows that there's a little bit of a tension between executive control and also shareholder democracy. This stance raises questions about the optimal balance of power within publicly traded companies. But this Delaware ruling, it could have far-reaching effects on corporate America's relationship with the state. Traditionally, a preferred jurisdiction due to its business-friendly laws and courts, Musk's criticism of Delaware could prompt other high-profile companies to reconsider their legal domiciles. And the case's outcome may influence how corporations approach executive composition in the future, too. Also, com uh, corporate governance and legal strategies. As companies navigate these challenges, they must balance this out. And there's a balance between diverse interests of uh, stakeholders, including executives, shareholders, and employees alike. Now, the legal and financial ramifications of the ruling extend beyond Tesla, though, potentially setting precedents for how executive compensation packages are structured and approved. This decision could serve as a cautionary tale for other companies and other boards of directors. Now, Musk's contemplation of relocating Tesla's incorporation shows a strategic response to legal and regulatory environments. This move could have significant implications for Tesla's operational, financial, and governance frameworks going forward. And the Delaware court's decision to nullify Elon Musk's Tesla compensation package shows that there's critical issues in executive compensation sometimes, corporate governments, and also legal accountability. Now, as Tesla and Musk navigate through this aftermath, the case's implications extend beyond the immediate parties, offering valuable lessons for corporations and their leaders worldwide. And we'll probably see a few other companies leaving Delaware and maybe moving to Texas in the near future. Elon Musk announced plans to seek shareholder approval for moving Tesla's incorporation from Delaware to Texas following a Delaware court ruling that avoided his substantial 2018 compensation package. Now, this decision comes amidst Musk's critique of Delaware's legal environment, particularly after the court deemed his pay package of $51 million unfair to shareholders. Now, the ruling against Musk's $51 billion compensation package, one of the largest in corporate history, highlights the stringent fiduciary standards in Delaware, known for its corporate-friendly laws. The Delaware's Chancery Court 
found that Tesla's board failed to demonstrate the fairness of Musk's pay, raising questions about director independence and negotiation processes. Now, Musk's preference for Texas over Delaware stems from the state's more lenient approach to executive compensation and corporate governance. Now, Texas, unlike Delaware, offers a legal framework that might allow for more flexible compensation agreements without the same level of shareholder scrutiny or legal constraints. And the move to Texas could potentially shield Tesla and Musk from similar legal challenges in the future, aligning with Musk's history of seeking more favorable regulatory and legal landscapes. Now, this strategy shows that it's a broader approach to business and governance, often characterized by seeking out environments that support his operational and financial objectives. Now, legal experts warn that the move to Texas could invite litigation from shareholders, particularly if perceived as an attempt to circumvent the repercussions of the Delaware ruling. This potential legal battle shows that the complexities and the risks associated with corporate relocations, especially when motivated by governance and compensation disputes, it's a hard task. And shareholder and investor reaction to Musk's proposal will be crucial, as the move could significantly impact Tesla's corporate governance and shareholder rights. The decision to leave Delaware when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Which is a state that's been renowned for decades for its corporate law expertise could have far-reaching consequences for Tesla's legal and financial standings. Now, Musk's public polling on the matter via social media reflects his unconventional approach to corporate decision-making using public opinion to influence or just justify significant corporate actions. This method, while engaging, raises questions about the role of shareholder democracy and formal governance processes in major corporate decisions. Now, Tesla's potential departure from Delaware comes at a time when the company faces broader challenges, including market concerns over EV demand and stock performance. The incorporation move could add another level of uncertainty for investors that are already navigating a complex market environment. And Musk's broader business interests in Texas, including SpaceX, um, there's significant investments in infrastructure and operations across his various companies, suggest a strategic consolidation of his corporate activities in a state that aligns more closely with his business and his personal philosophies. Now, the Delaware court's decision and Musk's subsequent actions highlight the ongoing debates, and this is around executive compensation, corporate governance, and the balance between rewarding innovation and protecting shareholders. These discussions are particularly pertinent in the tech industry, 
where outsized compensation packages have become increasingly common. The legal and financial implications of Tesla's potential move to Texas extend beyond the company, though, potentially influencing other companies and corporations' decisions about incorporation and governance structures. This case could set a precedent for how companies navigate legal challenges and shareholder relations in different jurisdictions. Now, Musk is confronting Delaware's legal system. It's not new, though, as evidenced by his previous legal battles in the state, including high-profile dispute over his acquisition of Twitter. These encounters have shaped his perception of Delaware as a less favorable environment for his business endeavors, and that's why he's looking to move to Texas. And the contrast between Delaware's and Texas's legal environments, it's a national conversation that needs to be had about the optimal regulatory and legal frameworks for fostering innovation, protecting the investors as well, and also ensuring fair corporate governance practices. Now, this move to Texas, if it does happen, will be a critical moment for Tesla, testing the alignment between Musk's vision and the preferences of the broader investor base. This vote will not only determine Tesla's legal domicile, but also signal the broader corporate governance direction under Musk's leadership. If they move to Texas, he has a lot of power. If they stay in Delaware, he doesn't have as much power. So will the shareholders have more power to sway the vote? We're just going to have to see. And if successful, Tesla's relocation to Texas could encourage other companies. Remember this, a lot of companies are incorporated in Delaware right now. They could reconsider their own incorporation decision, potentially challenging Delaware's longstanding dominance as a preferred jurisdiction for corporate America. A lot of these giant companies could move their incorporations to Texas or some other state. And the outcome of Tesla's proposed move and the legal shareholder battles that may ensue, uh, Tesla could be sued by their shareholders. Elon could be sued by their shareholders in the future. They'll likely have implications for the whole corporate landscape of Tesla, influencing how just Tesla, but also other companies approach issues of governance, compensation, and incorporation jurisdiction. Now, this is complex. Legal, financial, government issues, governance issues as well. And there's a lot of challenges and considerations to make facing modern corporations in an era of global business and high stakes legal environments. Now, Elon's push to relocate Tesla's incorporation to Texas following the Delaware court's unfavorable ruling on his compensation package underscores the intricate relationship between corporate governance, legal jurisdictions, and executive compensation. It's a lot of money. This move, while reflective of Musk's strategic approach to business, poses significant questions about shareholder rights. Who has the power, legal protections, and the future of corporate America's legal landscape? So Elon Musk recently made a compelling statement about the future of electric vehicles, emphasizing the potential dominance of Chinese EV manufacturers like BYD, NYO, and Jinping on a global scale. Musk's comments came at the time with Tesla, his pioneered EV company is navigating through a sea of challenges, including fierce competition from these rising stars. And during Tesla's earnings call, Musk didn't mince words about the prowess of Chinese EV makers, describing them as the most formidable competitors worldwide. His prediction hinges on the absence of trade barriers, which, if not implemented, could lead to these companies overwhelming most of the global competitors. 
This isn't the first time that Musk has lauded the capabilities of Chinese EV manufacturers, though. Previously, he acknowledged their competitive edge and even speculated that one of them might emerge as a close second to Tesla in the global EV hierarchy. This kind of recognition from Musk underscores the significant strides that Chinese companies have made in the EV sector. Now, the European Commission's ongoing investigation into subsidies for Chinese EV makers adds another layer to this complex scenario. With the potential for increased tariffs on Chinese EVs, the outcome of this probe could significantly influence the competitive dynamics in the European market, where Chinese brands are aggressively expanding their footprint. The expansion of Chinese EV brands into international markets isn't just a strategic move, though. It's a showcase of their ambition and their new tech. And BYD's achievement of outselling Tesla in the battery-powered car segment in the fourth quarter is a testament to this growing competitive pressure. Amidst this backdrop, Tesla is grappling with its own set of challenges, as evidenced by a less-than-expected earnings report and Musk's acknowledgement of a growth slowdown in 2024. Despite these hurdles, Musk announced an optimistic plan to launch a $25,000 entry-level Tesla, aiming to rejuvenate the company's growth trajectory. Now, Musk's strategic shift to prioritize the production of this entry-level model in Mexico, citing the need for close oversight by Tesla's engineering team, reflects the company's commitment to innovation and quality. Now, this move, however, suggests that Tesla anticipates potential challenges possibly a slow ramp-up of production for this new vehicle platform. Now, Tesla's stock performance has also been underwhelming, with a notable decline since the year's start. This trend is exacerbated by the recent earnings call, where Musk's cautious outlook for 2024 contributed to a further dip in investor confidence. Now, the skepticism surrounding Tesla's growth prospects is echoed by financial analysts, with Piper Sandler highlighting the potential for stock of Tesla to experience stagnant trading in the near term due to the anticipated, quote, growth air pocket in 2024. Now, Tesla's ambitious full self-driving, or FSD technology, also finds itself at a crossroads right now, with Musk revealing that discussions to license this technology to other car makers have not borne fruit. This revelation, coupled with Musk's admission of the low probability of success for Tesla's custom-built AI supercomputer, Dojo, adds to the company's current predicaments. Furthermore, Musk's caution regarding the timeline and feasibility of launching the $25,000 entry-level Tesla adds another layer of uncertainty. Critics, including noted short-seller Jim Chanos, question the viability of initiating production without even a prototype, a standard practice in the automotive industry. Now, rumors about the entry-level Tesla lacking traditional components like a steering wheel or pedals, presumably to cut costs and focus on full autonomy? Well, they're just that. They're just rumors. They need a steering wheel to have a $25,000 car. Steering wheels don't cost a lot of money. And pedals don't cost a lot of money either. Now, such a design choice would necessitate significant advancements in autonomous driving technology, aligning with Musk's vision of advancing Tesla's jet GPT moment. And Tesla's situation is emblematic of the broader challenges facing the EV industry right now, where innovation, competition, and regulatory landscapes intertwine to shape the future of transportation. And as Tesla strives to maintain its pioneering status, the company must navigate these complexities while contending with the rising tide of competent competitors, especially from China. 
Now, Musk's strategic decisions from emphasizing the development of an entry-level model to bending out advanced technologies like full self-driving and Dojo highlight Tesla's relentless pursuit of innovation. Yet these initiatives come with their own risks and uncertainties, reflecting the volatile nature of the EV market. The competitive pressure from Chinese EV makers, combined with Tesla's internal challenges, paints a picture of an industry at a critical juncture. As companies vie for the dominance, the strategies they employ and the innovations they introduce will likely redefine the whole automotive industry going forward. And Musk's acknowledgement of the competitive strength of Chinese EV manufacturers alongside Tesla's ongoing endeavors to innovate and expand its product lineup shows that there's an intricate dance of competition and collaboration that will define the EV sector in the next coming years. Now, as the EV market continues to evolve, the actions of the industry leaders like Tesla and the emerging force of Chinese manufacturers will be watched closely by people like myself and yourself who are into EVs and electric vehicles and the future of transportation. And the outcomes of these dynamics will not only influence the future of these companies, but also shape the trajectory of global transportation. February may be a pivotal moment for the SpaceX Starship. With preparations underway for the, underway for the Starship system's third test flight, potentially launching from Texas in the coming month. Now, the successful conduct of the second test flight in November of 2023, which left the launch infrastructure unscathed, has fueled expectations for an expedited timeline for the forthcoming Integrated Flight Test, or IFT-3. In the development that underscores the growing anticipation within the aerospace community, a report by Christian Davenport in the Washington Post says that the Federal Aviation Administration, or the FAA, may be on the cusp of granting a launch license for IFT-3 for Starship, possibly in mid-February. This period is notable because it's congested with a series of significant space missions marking a critical phase in U.S. space endeavors. Now, the Starship, SpaceX's towering ambition, is an engineering feat nearly 400 feet tall, composed of two rockets, each capable of independent launch, and the recent focus has been on testing the full stack, powered by the massive super-heavy booster, although initial tests included the second stage's independent vertical takeoffs and landings. Now, today's news cycle has been dominated by Starship, with new reports highlighting the Pentagon's ongoing interest in leveraging the Starship for its diverse missions. SpaceX's vision for Starship extends to commercial aviation, which plans to use the second stage for rapid passenger transport across the globe. Now, adding to the daily significant announcements, Airbus has selected Starship for the ambitious task of launching a space station in a single mission, which is key for SpaceX and Starship because they have unmatched capabilities in the current aerospace sector. They're the biggest rocket, most powerful, and can take the biggest payloads, the largest payloads, the heaviest payloads to low Earth orbit. But, you know, the cadence of the Starship tests is driven by SpaceX's obligations under multi-billion dollar contracts with NASA. And the 2024 testing campaign is set to prioritize the management of cryogenic fuels in space, which is a critical component for the success of extended missions for the Artemis program for NASA. Now, an update from Christian Davenport via an X post indicates that the FAA's approval for the Starship launch could arrive by February 14th. Now, this timeline aligns with SpaceX's own projections and follows extensive upgrades 
to the Texas launch site. Now, the inaugural Starship test, nearly about a year ago in April of 2023, was a partial success. The rocket ascended and approached the second stage point despite multiple failures of the engines. However, the failed separation led to the vehicle's destruction, which shows that the Starship isn't quite ready to go fully orbital yet. And after the initial test inflicted damage to the launch pad, SpaceX undertook significant upgrades and secured necessary clearances, paving the way for a successful execution of IFT-2. This test marked a notable improvement, with both steps performing their roles flawlessly, a crucial step towards operational readiness. Now, the upcoming tests carry immense weight, as reaching orbit with a second stage remains a crucial milestone for SpaceX, and achieving this goal is essential for the commencement of operational flights, which will support significant payloads, including Starlink satellites and NASA missions. Now, the space community, well, while we're watching this, the progress of Starship on a daily basis, it's a critical threshold in the annals of space exploration. Its success could redefine the parameters of space travel, opening new frontiers for scientific research, commercial ventures, and also interplanetary journeys for robots and also humans. Now, the FAA's forthcoming decision on the IFT launch license represents more than a procedural hurdle, though. It is a decisive factor that could either advance SpaceX's agenda or necessitate further refinements. The agency's comprehensive review process ensures that such pioneering endeavors adhere to the highest safety and environmental standards. Now, the Pentagon. They sustained engagement with SpaceX's Starship and it's with strategic significance of SpaceX's advancements. The military's interests suggest a range of potential applications, from rapid global transport to the deployment of critical payloads in support of national defense. The international collaboration with Airbus shows that SpaceX can do things across the globe. They're entrusting Starship with the launch of their space station. Airbus is placing a significant bet on SpaceX's promise to revolutionize space launch capabilities, further weaving commercial partnerships into the fabric of space exploration. Well, let's go back to the management of cryogenic fuels in space, what we talked about a little bit earlier, about SpaceX doing this for the IFT-3 mission. It's a formidable challenge, one that SpaceX is determined to tackle in its upcoming tests. Mastering this aspect is crucial for the viability of long-duration missions. As SpaceX prepares for IFT-3, now, we're going to see if this is going to be a transformative event, if they can hit all of their milestones, if they can launch, separate, do a kickback burn for the booster, and send the ship on its trajectory towards Hawaii. They have two obligations here. One is to do an in-orbit transfer protocol, and the other is a possible Starlink uh, door opening. So they're going to test some of the systems for Starlink and also transfer fuel in space, which is a huge deal. And there's broader implications for this too. The future of humanity's engagement with space is at stake. A successful test could catalyze a paradigm shift in space exploration, positioning Starship as a cornerstone of a new epoch in human connectivity and discovery in our solar system. NASA's Artemis program, with its ambitious goal to return humans to the moon, has entered a crucial phase in its development, particularly concerning the spacesuits that will be worn by astronauts. Now, Axiom Space, which is a private company, has been tasked with developing these 
next-generation lunar spacesuits, which recently underwent rigorous testing at NASA's Johnson Space Center. This testing included a series of mobility tasks that astronauts will need to perform on the moon, such as picking up samples and also using geological tools. The design and testing of the Axiom spacesuits are integral to Artemis mission's success, and these suits are being put through their paces and environments that stimulates the moon's partial gravity, like NASA's Neutral Buoyancy Lab. Ensuring the suits meet NASA's stringent safety and performance requirements is a top priority, as these garments will support the first woman and the first person of color to set foot on the lunar surface. Now, a significant milestone in the development of these spacesuits is the critical design review, which Axiom space officials hinted could occur as soon as June of this year. Now, this milestone comes amidst delays in the Artemis program, with a lunar landing now slated for no earlier than 2026. This shift in timelines has been attributed to various challenges, including those related to the spacesuit development itself and also the SpaceX Starship. Now, the new spacesuits promise enhanced flexibility compared to their Apollo-era predecessors, addressing one of the key issues faced by astronauts in the past. However, the journey to this point has not been without its hurdles. NASA's initial plans for spacesuit development faced delays due to funding issues, the COVID-19 pandemic, and technical challenges, leading to a pivot towards involving private vendors like Axiom Space and Collins Aerospace. The Axiom Extravehicular Mobility Unit, the AXEMU, was unveiled in a live stream event, although certain details were obscured to protect proprietary information. The development of AXEMU involves a consortium of industry experts, highlighting the collaborative effort required to bring this critical component of lunar exploration to fruition. Now, the environments that astronauts will face on the moon, especially in the South Pole region where astronauts and Artemis missions are targeted, present very unique challenges. And unlike the Apollo missions from about 50 years ago, which explored the equatorial region, Artemis astronauts will encounter colder temperatures and potentially water ice. The AXEMU is being designed to withstand these conditions with testing in vacuum chambers and underwater simulations to ensure readiness. And NASA's current spacesuits, designed decades ago for the space shuttle program, are not suited for lunar exploration. This necessitates the development of a new generation of spacesuits that can accommodate a wider range of astronaut body types and enable complex movements required for lunar surface activities. The inclusion and accommodation of diverse astronaut body types in the new spacesuit design shows that NASA has been evolving and their hiring practices and their commitment to diversity is showing through. The AXIMU aims to support astronauts of various sizes and genders, which is a significant step forward from the limitations of past spacesuit designs. The Artemis program is not just a series of missions, though, that's been put together of broader collaboration and coalition of over 30 nations committed to peaceful lunar exploration under the Artemis Accords. This international collaboration underscores the global interest in returning to the moon and the importance of setting precedents for future space exploration. And despite the excitement surrounding the Artemis program and its milestones, recent delays have raised concerns about the pace of progress, especially in comparison to other nations' lunar ambitions. The race to the moon is not just a technical challenge, but also a geopolitical one, with significant implications for international cooperation and norms in space exploration. And the unveiling of the AXMU and the ongoing testing at NASA facilities 
keep public interest alive in the Artemis program, despite the postponements. And these spacesuits are not just vital for astronaut safety, but also represent the tangible progress being made towards returning humans back to the lunar surface after about half of a century. The rigorous testing regime for the XMU, including simulated moonwalks and underwater tests, shows that the thoroughness of the preparedness is required for lunar exploration. And every aspect of the suit's design, from mobility to resistance to lunar dust and temperatures, being scrutinized every single step of the way to ensure the success of future missions. And the development of the XMU and its testing are crucial steps for the Artemis program, laying the foundation for the next era of lunar exploration. Like NASA says, from the moon to Mars and beyond, and these efforts underscore the complexity and the challenges of sending humans back to the moon, from ensuring the safety and effectiveness of spacesuits to meeting the logistical demands of such ambitious missions. And as the Artemis program progresses, the importance of safety, innovation, and international cooperation remains at the forefront. The development of the XEMU suit is a key component of this endeavor representing the cutting-edge technology and collaborative spirit that will enable humans to return to the moon. The XMU design, testing, and eventual deployment are critical milestones in the Artemis program, symbolizing the advancements in space technology and the collaborative efforts required to push the boundaries of human space exploration past the moon. Now, NASA and Axiom Space are collaborating, but they're also using other industry partners. And this is a modern approach to space exploration, where public and private partnerships play a crucial role in achieving ambitious goals like the Artemis lunar missions. And as the Artemis program continues to develop, the focus on innovation, safety, and inclusivity in spacesuit design reflects the evolving priorities and challenges of space exploration in the 21st century. Now, for the Artemis program and the progress of it, particularly in the development of the XMU spacesuit by Axiom Space, shows that there's a balance between technical innovation, safety considerations, and international collaboration, which is required to extend human presence beyond Earth. Despite these delays, though, that are happening, the continued testing and refinement of these spacesuits are vital steps toward achieving the goal of returning astronauts to the moon, which sets the stage for future exploration and discovery past the moon and on to Mars. Elon Musk announced that Neuralink, his brain chip startup, has successfully implanted its device into a human subject for the first time. Now, this event marks a milestone of the development of brain-computer interface technologies. And the individual who received the implant is reportedly recuperating well, according to Musk's post on the social media platform X. Now, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration had previously authorized Neuralink to initiate human trials, allowing the company to test the implant's efficiency and safety. Now, this approval came after extensive preparation and anticipation from both the scientific community and also the general public. Neuralink's prime study aims to assess the implant's functionality, essentially for individuals with quadriplegia, enabling them to control digital devices through their thoughts alone. Now, Musk highlighted the initial success of the implant, noting the promising detection of neurospikes. This easy and early indication suggests that the device's capability to interpret brain activity accurately, which is a crucial aspect of the technology's potential to revolutionize how individuals with severe paralysis interact with their environment. The trial, referred to as the PRIME study, 
focuses on the safety of both the implant and the surgical robot used in the procedure. It also aims to evaluate the brain-computer interface's effectiveness in enabling quadriplegic patients to control devices through their thoughts. Now, the ultimate goal is to improve the quality of life for individuals with severe mobility impairments. Despite the groundbreaking announcement, though, Neuralink has yet to provide additional details in response to inquiries. The silence following such a significant development has left many eager for more information about the trial's progress and the patient's condition. We've reached out to Neuralink, and they didn't respond to us. Now, early reports highlighted Neuralink's challenges, including a fine from the U.S. Department of Transportation for violations related to the transportation of hazardous materials. This is one of the myriad of hurdles that the company faces beyond technological development, including regulatory compliance and also safety standards. Now, the patient involved in this historic procedure is part of Neuralink's broader mission to aid those with severe paralysis by translating neurosignals into digital commands. This technology could eventually enable individuals with conditions like ALS to communicate and interact with technology seamlessly, using only their thoughts. Now, Musk's vision for Neuralink extends beyond medical applications, though. He envisions a future where communication and interaction with technology are profoundly enhanced, exemplified by the notion of someone like Stephen Hawking communicating at unprecedented speeds. Now, the journey to commercialize such a revolutionary medical device is long and fraught with regulatory and also safety hurdles. Neuralink's ongoing trial is but an initial step in a series of rigorous evaluations required to ensure the technology's efficacy and safety for widespread use. Now, the field of digital computer interfaces is highly competitive, though, with several companies striving to develop technologies to translate brain signals into actionable commands. Neuralink, however, remains in the spotlight due to Musk's high-profile involvement in the ambitious scope of all of its projects. Companies like Paradromics, Precision Neuroscience, and Synchron are also making strides in the space, each contributing unique approaches and technologies to the advancements of brain-computer interfaces. And the race towards commercial viability is on, with each company navigating its own path through clinical trials and regulatory approvals. The recent implantation by Neuralink signifies a crucial step forward to the quest to merge human cognition with the digital realm. And Musk's update on the patient's recovery and the initial success in neuron spike detection shows a little glimpse into the potential impact of this technology on individuals with debilitating conditions. Now, the broader implications of this development touch on ethical, regulatory, and technological considerations. And as Neuralink pushes the boundaries of what's possible, the conversation around the ethical use of such technologies and the long-term effects on patients will undoubtedly intensify. Competing technologies in the brain-computer interface sector demonstrate the diversity of approaches to solving similar problems, with stent-like devices implanted in veins to microelectrode arrays designed to sit atop the brain itself. The innovation in the field is vast and also varied. And Neuralink's valuation and the significant investment it has attracted underscore the financial and technological commitment behind his venture. Musk's goal for technology, dubbed telepathy, reflects a future where thought-driven control over devices becomes commonplace and where we could possibly even read each other's thoughts. Now, concerns about the long-term interaction between implanted devices and brain tissue highlight the complex challenges 
facing Neuralink, and similar endeavors. The body's response to foreign objects, like the electrode threads used in Neuralink's implant, is an area of ongoing research and development. The rapid progression from trial recruitment to the successful implantation of a device within a human subject exemplifies Neuralink's very fast advancement in the neurotechnology field. This development not only validates the demand for such technologies, but also highlights the potential for significant breakthroughs in treating neurological conditions. Now, Neuralink's successful implantation of a brain-computer interface device in a human patient shows that it's a critical crossroads in the advancement in neurotechnology. And while the technology holds promise for transforming the lives of individuals with severe paralysis, it also raises important ethical and regulatory considerations that will need to be addressed as the technology progresses towards commercialization. So there's a collaborative effort going on between Voyager Space, Airbus, Space and Defense, and they've chosen SpaceX's massive Starship for an unprecedented single flight launch of the commercial space station known as Starlab. Now, this project aims to offer a new destination in low Earth orbit before the International Space Station concludes its operations in 2030. Now, the partnership with SpaceX, noted for its high-frequency launches, they've done over 100 launches last year, and they are very reliable. It's a huge step for commercial spaceflight. They're leveraging the massive amount of cargo space that Starship has and the unique capability to deploy large payloads in one launch. Now, the formation of Starlab Space Joint Venture was solidified early in January, building on a partnership announced last August between Voyager and Airbus. Now, this collaboration pivoted from a previous engagement with Lockheed Martin, steering towards a fresh direction with Airbus to conceptualize Starlab. The design envisions a comprehensive space station, incorporating a vast habitation and laboratory module supported by a service module for essential functions like power and propulsion and life support, all intended to be placed in orbit in one launch. It took numerous launches to get the International Space Station up and running. And if they can do this in one launch, this is going to be a huge, huge win for commercial space flight. Now, the decision to utilize SpaceX's Starship was significantly influenced by the sheer size of Starlab. It boasts a diameter of around eight meters, and the Starship itself is around nine meters, so it fits in there snugly. And it also makes it incompatible with current launch vehicles except for the Starship. The design choice not only shows that the technical synergy between Starship and Starlab, both featuring stainless steel construction, but also highlights the logistical and economic advantages of avoiding complex in-orbit assembly or multiple launches. Therefore, they're slashing manufacturing timelines and launch costs dramatically. Now, despite the apparent collaboration, SpaceX's involvement brings an interesting dynamic as it positions itself both as a partner and a potential competitor in the commercial space station domain. SpaceX's exploration under NASA's Collaborations for Commercial Space Capabilities 2 initiative to study Starship as a standalone commercial station adds layers to this multifaceted relationship, reflecting the intricate web of cooperation and competition in the new space economy. Now, echoing the enthusiasm for this groundbreaking mission, SpaceX's Tom Ocarino expressed excitement for Starship's role in propelling Starlab into orbit. He said that the project is advancing commercial space and its contribution to humanity's sustainable presence in low Earth orbit cannot be understated. 
This mission aligns with SpaceX's broader vision of facilitating multiplanetary existence, marking an important milestone in space exploration. Now, the unique proposition of a single launch deployment stand out as a critical factor in Starlab's business model, eliminating the need for multiple launches and the complexities of assembling components in space. This approach not only simplifies logistics, but also significantly reduces associated risks and costs, setting a new precedent in space station deployment. And with an anticipated launch window in 2028, just four years away, Starlab is poised to offer a sizable platform for microgravity research, accommodating a crew of four in a module that rivals half the internal volume of the ISS. The venture's strategic partnerships and its appeal to international astronauts, especially from Europe, thanks to Airbus's involvement, are poised to attract a diverse clientele to this new orbital outpost. In the recent addition of Northrop Grumman to the Starlab Consortium, tasked with autonomous cargo deliveries via the Cygnus spacecraft, along with a significant financial endorsement from NASA, shows that this project's robust infrastructure and the growing ecosystem supporting its commercial space stations is growing fast. And SpaceX's Starship, the chosen vehicle for Starlab's launch, is itself on a trajectory filled with critical milestones, including an upcoming integrated flight test, IFT-3, which should be happening in the middle to late February of 2024. Now, the rocket's development is closely watched, not only for its commercial obligations like Starlab, but also for its role in NASA's Artemis III mission, which seeks to return humans to the lunar surface in the coming decade. Now, the competitive landscape of private space stations is heating up right now with Starlab positioning itself among a select group of ventures like Axiom Space, Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin, and also Vast Space, each vying to offer viable alternatives to the ISS. The potential human-rated configuration of Starship as a temporary space station also adds another layer of complexity to this evolving sector. They will have customers with Axiom Space, Blue Origin, Vast Space, uh, and also Starlab, but they could logistically launch a Starship to low Earth orbit and it becomes a space station immediately. It'll have life support, have everything on it, and you don't really need the other space stations at that point. And you could also dock a Starship to a space station to increase its capacity dramatically. Now, NASA's support through initial funding to various contenders, including Voyager Space, shows that they're working on fostering a new generation of low Earth orbit habitats. With a forthcoming competition slated to further narrow down the candidates, the race to develop operational commercial space station is entering a critical phase right now. The overarching challenge for Starlab and its contemporaries lies in cultivating a sustainable customer base beyond NASA, essential for justifying the operational and logistical costs of maintaining such facilities in orbit hundreds of millions of dollars to run these things. Now, this endeavor is not trivial, considering the historical financial commitments NASA made towards ISS's construction and the maintenance of that gigantic vehicle in space. Now, Starlab's partnership structure, particularly the involvement of Airbus, may offer a strategic advantage in appealing to European stakeholders, addressing concerns about the continuity of European astronaut missions post-ISS. This aspect could be pivotal in ensuring Starlab's position as an attractive low-Earth orbit destination for a broad spectrum of international partners. Now, the selection of SpaceX's Starship for Starlab's deployment is a clear indicator of the shifting paradigms in space exploration. 
where collaboration across sectors and borders is key to achieving ambitious goals. Now, the integration of SpaceX's launch capabilities with Starlab's innovative design highlights the symbiotic relationships that are driving the space industry forward. And the emphasis on a single-flight launch strategy by Starlab not only reflects a technical and logistical preference, but also a strategic maneuver to streamline operations and minimize the financial and operational complexities associated with space missions, setting a new standard for future space station deployments. Now, as Starlab's launch countdown begins, the collaboration between Voyager Space Airbus and SpaceX shows that there's a new era coming in space exploration, where innovation, partnership, and strategic foresight converge to expand humanity's footprint in the cosmos. And Starlab Space's selection of Starship for a singular monumental launch into orbit will be an important evolution in space station technology and commercial spaceflight. This collaboration heralds a new chapter in humanity's quest for knowledge and presence in space, promising to extend the legacy of the International Space Station with a next-generation platform for innovation, research, and exploration in the final frontier. Thank you so much for listening today. I really do appreciate your support. If you could take a second and hit the subscribe or the follow button on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on right now, I'd greatly appreciate it. It helps out the show tremendously and you'll never miss an episode. And each episode is about 10 minutes or less to get you caught up quickly. And please, if you want to support the show even more, go to patreon.com slash stage zero. And please take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, thank you so much for listening today. I really do appreciate your support. If you could take a second and hit the subscribe or the follow button on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on right now, I'd greatly appreciate it. It helps out the show tremendously and you'll never miss an episode. And each episode is about 10 minutes or less to get you caught up quickly. And please, if you want to support the show even more, go to patreon.com slash stage zero. And please take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you tomorrow.